0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Good evening, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning, wherever you are on this planet. Because I'm sure like all of us, we're all a little bit relieved <laughs> Because half an hour before, I was thinking, this is going to be a little bit depressing. However, thank the Lord for Sir Trossard. So, I'm trying to calm down. Young Christopher, nice to be podding with you again, podcast brats. Yes,
2: you too, you too. And as we were just talking about off air, uh, I thought this would be quite a rage-infused podcast tonight. But thankfully, it's a few Uh, podcast it's a wipe the sweat from your brow take a deep breath and ultimately say do you know what sometimes you've just got to say I'll take that we'll just take that and move on with our lives
1: we will and off the substitutes bench was our Merv Merv thank you so much for joining us
3: it's a pleasure it's a pleasure I mean obviously had had things not turned out that way then it would have been the worst substitution of all time probably but um (laughs) uh, No, no. uh, Thank you for having me on. I know the last time I was on, I I, I made a couple of assertions about the transfer market that people didn't like. So I'm I'm not going to be controversial tonight.
1: Oh, Merv, we love it when people are controversial. This pod is not a loving. We can say whatever we feel, honestly, even though someone did accuse us of having a loving. I don't really know why, because all three... And and Cookie, unfortunately, couldn't be with us tonight. Me, Cookie and Chris often disagree. But tonight, we're not going to disagree on the fact that we were goddamn lucky (laughs) that it ended up how it ended up. I mean, from my perspective, I was okay with the team particularly would have liked to have seen party playing um, instead of Jorginho, but I wasn't that unhappy when the team came out, Chris and Merv. Um, mm-hmm. And I was absolutely distraught when they went in at half-time, and I was hoping young Mikel was going to throw some teacups around because that was the worst first-half performance. I think when we do play bad, God, do we play bad, Chris.
2: Yeah. Um- I've just—I know—I said I didn't, but I've just had a quick look at Rice's comments, Declan Rice's comments, just in the post-match, and he did say it's that first half was the worst we'd played all season. Yeah. <clears throat> I would—I'd—I'd I'd posit to suggest that actually, the, it's the worst that we've played since Everton away from last season. And if you think about some of the defeats towards the end of the season, as we just sort of fell apart for injuries and stuff. That Everton result felt as depressing as the first 75 minutes against Chelsea tonight because for 75 minutes, I saw a team that weren't creating any chances. Um, The passing was sloppy. There were players that just went missing. And, you know, I love love a bit of a Martin Odegaard loving, but again, we can talk about this in a bit, but he went Mm -hmm. missing. There were just so many of them were just off key tonight. And to bring it back, what we, I think ultimately we can talk about the disappointments, but at the end of the day, we've just scraped back a 2-2 draw and you have to talk about the character of the team to come back, I think.
1: Absolutely. Merv, I mean, look, we were, I was quite hopeful. I was on the radio this morning, uh, about quarter to eight in the morning with another Chelsea fan on Radio 5 Live. I wasn't cocky at all. I was just confident. And they asked me for a prediction and Chris knows I hate doing predictions. But I went with what I said uh, a week ago that we were going to win 2-1. And the, I think the Chelsea fan thought they were going to win 1-0. And I got off then. I thought, oh, I don't like being confident. <laughs> I really don't like this. And I can't, I can't honestly win for losing and things because I've got tweets from people going, you sounded too confident. And someone said, you've made me nervous now. I wasn't confident. I truly believed that we could go there and win 2-1. And you know what? If we'd have even turned up half of our performance in the first half and Raya didn't do what he did, we probably could have won it, couldn't we?
3: Could have done. I think that the I think that the biggest disappointment is seeing the, the first hour, the, the kind of everything that we, because we can see what Michael's tried to do, how he's possibly moved us on from last season and how we're controlling games slightly differently now. Um, and yeah, I was, I mean, last season I was going week in, week out, never expecting to lose. And I, I'll be honest, I've started this season the same way um and i wasn't a little bit concerned because it's london derby and they they've begun to show a bit of form um and to be honest i thought the worst worst way would be a draw but i was I, I i was i was surprised at how easy it seemed for them to stop us playing our game which we've imposed ourselves on so many teams uh, uh, so far this season and for most of last season, playing the way, keeping control, controlling the possession, keeping it where we want it, and it was just—I know individual errors—but um, uh, but it was just we 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 seemed incapable of doing that in the first hour.
1: Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I mean, as I said, when we play bad, we're atrocious. We're not even a little bit bad. We just we couldn't string a pass together. We were sloppy, and giving the ball back to Raya before his mistake and stuff was. In a wet conditions, it was pouring there. The, the pitch is slippy. Stop giving it to the bloody goalkeeper. Um, no one played well first half. I, I, I sat there and I thought to myself, if I had to give a man of the match, I couldn't do it. I actually couldn't do it. Um, Chris, I've got a question, actually. So I thought it was, when I first saw it, I said to Carl, that's handball by Saliba. First instant, yeah. Um, <clears throat> then play goes on for quite a while, and Carl said to me, they won't bring it back now. And I said, but Gary Neville says it's going to be a penalty. And I'm getting confused because we carried on playing for quite a while. Now, if we would have scored, this is the question I've asked and no one can answer this, if in those moments we would have scored, would the goal been allowed? Because obviously they've pulled it back for a penalty. Would it have been given or disallowed and brought back for a pen? These rules are ruining football. And as I was just talking to Merv Fair, we come from the 1970s watching football. And it was so much more, I'm sorry, for me, I enjoyed football a million times better in the 70s and 80s and 90s than this nonsense. You'd, I didn't even know what was going on. And I said, well, surely they can't bring it back now. It's ages. They wait for a break in play. What happens if there wasn't a break in play for 10 minutes? Then what happens? So does anyone know the rules? Can anyone Spot. enlighten me?
2: Well, uh 964 has said they'd disallow it. I'm not sure they would. And I, I don't know. So I'm just having a guess. So please feel free to just call me an idiot or whatever it is. I'm fine. But um, I, I would have thought that the stoppage doesn't. So the referee in-game has said that's not a penalty you play on. So you're playing on until there's a, a stoppage in place. So if Arsenal score, it's still in place. So I think they would have allowed it. However, what I suspect they'd have done is he'd have then said, right, well, now I need to have a look at the screen because that's the next passage of play that breaks down. And so because you have to have a stoppage in order to check VAR. <laughs> so what I thought would what I thought what I think would happen is that he probably Arsenal would go one nil up and then he would probably look at the screen and say, well, actually, then that's a penalty. And so. I, actually, I don't even
3: know. Because no, then people are saying say it
1: would be disallowed.
3: They yeah, would it would be disallowed. I'm, I'm pretty sure but, it would be because then, uh, because uh, what uh. what they're saying is the game should have stopped at the point where the handball. It's going to happen you know what, isn't it? It's going to it happen, will happen one, day. one day. Yes.
1: I, I honestly, because Carl was arguing with me, going, "Well, Gary Neville's got it wrong," but he kept going. That will be given when it's looked back. Well, how can it be given? We're, we're, we're playing on. It's a massive passage of play now. And I'm sitting there going, was well, if we would have scored? I, and I swear, honestly, it is the worst. This VAR and the referee. Listen, I don't, I'm I'm not one of these that watches Arsenal through rose-tinted glasses. I will say if a referee's okay and everyone's slating him, he didn't give us anything. And that Kucherela fella should have been sent off Ages before it should have been booked. First time he took out Saka, I was fuming. I'm sick of it. Because we do one foul and we get a yellow card. I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not on a conspiracy theory. I just think the ref was appalling tonight. Chris, so Chris, we've we've decided, right? So let's just chat. So when the, the when I thought it was a penalty, then all these passage of play, uh, your initial thoughts can be wrong. And when I first saw it, second saw it, sorry, when I saw it on replay, So like, how's he supposed to jump? Without arms.
2: I, I don't I can't know.
1: jump without arms. And I'm not a footballer. So I, I wouldn't know. So he's a tall fella, Saliba. He's still got to mm. jump. He's got to raise. He's a big boy, ain't he? He's got to raise himself. Mm. Now normally me and Carl will argue to the hilt. We both agreed on this straight away and went, that's not a penalty. But the minute you know the minute he's going over to that screen, you might as well just not bother going to the screen, because they're gonna give a penalty. There's all this you know, it's at Stanford Bridge. If it's 50-50, he's 50 going to give it. Now, I want to know, Chris, did you think it was a penalty?
2: No. Um, and the reason why is because – and also Jamie Redknapp at half-time had a really, really good um, debate with Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank where Jamie Redknapp mm-hmm. was effectively yeah. saying you can't jump without yeah. raising your arms. And somebody I saw on my Twitter made a joke, which was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, um, a man that spent a career with his arms in the air elbowing mm-hmm. people, um, mm-hmm. thinks that that, that that was a penalty mm-hmm. – quite interesting that one I think even uh, I hate to invoke his name because he's a horrible human being but John Terry even said he'd be furious if that was him so you've got even partisan Chelsea uh, fans that are suggesting Mm. yeah it probably wasn't a penalty I think if it the arm is raised like that and it hits without any kind of touch, then you probably you're probably saying, Well, we had one of those with Romero in the North London derby a few weeks ago. His arm yeah. was up, the ball was going in, it struck it, it's a penalty. But it's the fact that it deflects off of Mudric's head. Because mm. if Mudric hadn't have touched that at all, it would have just come off of Saliba's chest. Yeah. Because the way yeah. the ball comes in. So for me, it's not you can't do that if it's a deflection. Like that, it can't be a penalty, um, and it shouldn't be a penalty. And it's just the the rules of the game which are stupid.
3: I think. I mean, um, it, it's it's interesting that you've given kind of you know what what Hasselbank said and everything. He was a striker, so he obviously wants wants a penalty. You know, psychologically, he's used to seeing that and saying that's a pen. Whereas Terry's a defender who knows those things happen and doesn't want to be pen- penalised. Uh, and and you know, I suppose. Um, it, it depends where you used to play. So it's for a midfielder or defender, it's like they don't like to see those given, whereas a striker will appeal for anything. So I don't know if there's a little bit of that in terms of what the, the summarizers were say, saying. I just, I, I, the frustrating thing is how long the game can go on before mm. a decision is made
1: absolutely 100 so so what would have happened if we'd have scored there's that question how long is it going to go on for um and and also as well what I don't understand is if I I still can't get this say there would have been a a a red card say we would have got a penalty say it would have got because it went down the other end Mm. you know say that would have happened but for me, Saliba, the minute I see Gary Lineker sticking up for an Arsenal defender, I know we're done, okay? I know that it's 100% not a penalty because Gary Lineker cannot stand us. Gary Neville, oh, I can't even listen to him anymore. However, he did say it is a penalty by the rules of the, the laws, Yeah, but the law's wrong and no one really understands it anymore. Ball to hand, hand to ball. But you're right, Chris, I never really thought about it like that. It's come off his head, and he's mid air. What do you want people to do to jump without? So, for you, is it a penalty or not, Chris? No. Merv. Uh,
3: no, no. But then, you know, if it, if it was at the other end then, of course, I'd be thinking it was a penalty. penalty. It, it, it's one of those that's yeah. impossible. And VAR hasn't solved that because we watch football as fans and therefore we're partisan and therefore, you know, Chelsea fans would probably say, thank God for VAR because that's the kind of thing that wouldn't have been given in the past. Yeah. Um, whereas we can look at it from the other side saying, but that should never have been given. There was a reason why that wouldn't have been given before VAR because it's not a clear and obvious error.
1: Yeah, but Hatchy964 goes, I guess a red or yellow card would have stand PG. Well, this is what I mean. I guess. No one knows anything. Who knows? I mean, we'd have sitting here going, well, are we going to have a player sent off now? Because we've just caused a red card, but they've gone back for a penalty, which this passage of play shouldn't have been playing. I'm sorry. They need to get me in the, the FA or wherever it is, PGML. They need normal people with sensible heads. If that referee... Was told in his ear that Saliba handball. Stop the game. Stop it instantly and go and look at the screen. I've got no issues with it. If people think it's a um, a handball, you are not going to tell me you're going to play for. Because te- I tell you now, if, if we would have scored, I reckon our players would have walked off the pitch. Because no, I've. Can you just? I can't. I can't. Anyway, not going to go on about that because I wanted to calm down. Um, so we go one nil down. We're playing awful. The weather's terrible. We can't string a pass, Chris. And I kept thinking, just go in 1 0 at half time because this is so going to be a game of two halves. I couldn't have been more wrong, to be honest, because yeah.
0: out we come and then. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW, void, or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, you could have written the script that Mudrick was going to score against us, but I said the whole game that Chelsea are not very good. It's just we're not – anyone would have beaten Chelsea tonight. Anyone decent, they're really not very good, Chris. So, I felt a bit more positive second half. I was up for it a little bit. It it brings Tommy on for Sinchenko, who was having a nightmare, in my opinion. I thought that was the right decision. Um, What's your thoughts on the first – when did he score? What minute? I can't remember. Uh, Madrid uh, scored.
2: On the 48th minute, so we're three minutes into the game. But just to go back, I just want to dial back to the um first half a little bit. Can we talk about the Thiago challenge on oh, Martinelli? Yeah. Because I'm a bit confused now because I thought it was it doesn't matter if you win the ball, but if you go in two footed and you're off your feet, isn't it considered to be reckless? I'd be interested in your views on that, Murph, because for me I looked at that and thought you've gone in two footed, doesn't matter that you won the ball. Referee's got to say sorry, mate. You're off.
3: Yeah, I was making notes because I knew I was on tonight, and Tiago tackle is there. Um, it, yeah, it, it. This is what I don't. This is the an inconsistency, and VAR is supposed to kind of iron out the inconsistencies, but it, it's we either have something where everything is is looked at. So the game lasts about three hours because every tackle that could be interpreted one way or the other then has to be stopped and looked at. Or I don't know if we'll end up with a kind of something like the having cricket where each captain has like five challenges a game or something. Um, That I think would be awful because people would then use it for time wasting, but it's, it's so inconsistent. That's the problem. It's the, you're quite right. We've seen Arsenal players, um, you know, yellow carded and he passed red carded for tackles like the one Tiago made and that could have taken Martinelli out the game he, he was off the surface as someone's just pointed out there it was straight it, it was reckless and yet it was you know it, it, it it's almost like the rest don't see it they see certain things and not others
1: but um, can I say, Merv, they would have seen yeah. it if it was Xhaka. Xhaka would have been off for that. And I'd Gosh. go back, even though he's not playing for us anymore. And I said the same thing on online to a non-Arsenal fan who, who sort of agreed with yeah. me. Um, and what what infuriates me more, and I need to explain this to everybody, <laughs> there's no such thing as consistency because all refs have different opinions on what things are. So we could all sit here and say it's not a penalty. I've got two people on my Twitter timeline, Arsenal fans, who thought it was a penalty. So I think with penalties, we're just going to have to let them go. There's nothing we can do. But in the laws of the game, that two-footed tackle, because I kept saying to Carl, that's a red card that is a red card. Carl went, I think it's a yellow. I said, why would you give a yellow for that? It's either a red or nothing. Mm. You can't give a yellow card for a two-footed tackle off the floor. But it does seem, Merv, that it mm. against us, we don't get it. Saka has to be injured before seriously something's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He has
1: to be brought down four times before a yellow card is brandish, brandished. Brandish, you know what I'm saying? Brandish, um, yeah. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? I'm not even drunk. No. Um, but, yet yeah, we'll do one foul, and it's a straight and we know it's a yellow. So um, I, it's not consistency. I don't know what it is, because you can't have consistency with referees, because it's all about opinions. It, it's just sometimes I feel... There is, I don't even know what to say, not a conspiracy against us, but I feel, I do feel hard done by at times, if I'm honest. Now, I do talk to many people that I work with, no no one um, or Arsenal, uh, West Ham and stuff like that, and they'll point out their, you know, points where VAR hasn't worked for them. And I could literally do every one, I could do 10 I could do 10. I go, that yellow card on Saka came an hour later. Should have been straight off. The only good thing about tonight is no one time wasted. There wasn't any time wasting in this whole game. This referee should have been it should have been easy for him to referee this. There wasn't any nastiness. There wasn't any, you know, handbags thrown or anything like that. But there were some bad tackles that he did not. He did not look at. But he did for them. I don't even know how many of our players have got yellow cards. However, Kucherela was driving me mad until he got a yellow yeah. card. We would never have got away with that if that was Ben White. You know, the crowd are up for it. And, and you heard Gary Neville going, yeah, he's made himself known to Saka Like it's okay. Like it's okay. Can't
3: look well, about yeah.
1: Gary Neville anymore. Yeah,
3: anyway. back, in, back in the days when Gary Neville started, that's what you did as a defender. You put your foot in so they knew you were there. Um, Fine, so, yeah, and I, and I, mean, I would I, want
1: my defenders to do that, Merv. But the second time you do it, then you yeah. need to get a yellow card. Oh,
3: of course, of course. The, the Cucurella, I I, 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 I couldn't understand it because it was just, it was the the more that he wasn't clamped down, or even the ref spoke to him and said, "Look, you know, if you do that again, I'm going to book you." Um, it, the the less interference, the more he got away with it. So it's kind of he would carry on. You know, defenders do that sometimes. They, they carry on because until the ref like waves a finger or says something or, or, or books them uh, and then they ease off. Um, and, and that's been the same. Well, I say over the years you were talking about years ago. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that <laughs> they used to let a lot more go beforehand. But in, in the way the game is played and refereed now. Uh, it, it's and, and the way players are as well, so nimble. Uh, you can end someone's career uh, easily. Merv,
1: do you remember that tackle, and we're going to go to the second half in a, a moment, yeah. when Roy Keane took out Patrick Vieira within minutes at Highbury? Yeah. He took him out so badly that he could have actually gone for it. He didn't even get a yellow. Now, if that was Arsenal, three minutes in, it would have been off the pitch. But I couldn't guarantee if it was the other way around that that other player would have been off the pitch. And I, this is what drives me insane. Anyway, moving on. Let's go into the second half, Chris. So I felt more confident. I thought he's going to he's gonna get this right, Arteta. Um, maybe make a sub a half time. It doesn't normally. However, he did. He had to, and Zinchenko. Um, and I felt more confident coming out. It was a bit more positive. I don't know why. And then three minutes in, Mudrick steps up. Scores an incredible goal that was fluky, of course. But it was still incredible, whatever way you look at it. And David Raya's in no man's land.
2: Yeah, I mean, we do have to have a conversation about David Raya now because um, at Man City, we had a slightly worrying turn of events. He wasn't great against Tottenham. These are big games that he's not. Performing in, and if Arteta really is going to be true to his word about having two top keepers and giving both keepers opportunities, then I know we know today that Ramsdale obviously had a had a child yesterday, and so you know uh, congratulations to him. I'm sure he's at home and uh, relieved that his team have uh, picked up a draw. Um, yeah. But I think if you're going to use the word meritocracy, and if you're really going to have everyone bought in. Then does need to be a situation where you're going to give Ramsdale the chance because Ramsdale hadn't really made any mistakes. He got pulled out. Now, there's arguments that I've seen on some of my WhatsApps and stuff that, well, Arteta wants essentially his goalkeeper to play as a left centre-back and Ramsdale doesn't really do that. And so that's why he's putting him in. If that's the case, then there is no future for Ramsdale and it, we, should, we should make some money for him. But I'm not seeing from David Raya such a... Increase in quality that Ramsdale can't give us, and I think if that had happened to Ramsdale, people will be saying, "Yeah, well, Ramsdale makes those kind of mistakes." We need to start saying these things about Raya too.
1: So my feeling is this: I was talking to Carl during the game. Of all the positions, Merv, that we mm. needed filled in this season in the transfer window, goalkeeper would never have come to my head. Never. It would never have gone, yeah, that Ramsdale is a bit dodgy. Now, um, Carl's argument is is that Raya's stats for Brentford are better than Ramsdale's stats for Arsenal. I don't go on stats anyway. I've never, I, I, I just work on whether Ramsdale, I think, is good enough to be number one in our goal. Now, I had no issue. With that, When he bought Raya, I thought, well, this is nice. He's quite a good goalkeeper for our our number two. And then it obviously came to light that he wasn't intending to be our number two. Now, just to pick up on what Chris said about about City, Arteta came out after City and said he told Raya to play like that. So I'm not going to go on that. Today, with the Mudrik situation, it couldn't have come at a worse time. 48 minutes, 2-0 down. I felt like someone needed to go and put an arm around Raya. I don't know if they did, because obviously we don't see everything on TV. I think someone needed to give him a bit of a boost somehow. Um, but it's concerning me a little bit, because I do not feel, Merv, that mm-hmm. Ramsdale deserved to be dropped. <clears> and now I don't feel, because I feel if he was on the bench today, would Arteta have had the guts to swap him? Because... You can't – no, I don't I don't think so either, Chris, but he wasn't, so we would never know, and he probably wouldn't have. However, I don't understand this situation with Ramsdale. I knew his wife was pregnant quite a few months ago. I follow them both on Instagram, and I just felt maybe he's got a goalkeeper because he knows he's going to go through sleepless nights and having a baby, and Carl's like, it's absolutely nothing to do with that. I said, but but why do we need to swap goalkeepers? Um, what's your feelings on this situation,
3: I, well, firstly, I love Super Mick. I think he's brilliant. I think that he possibly has a tendency to overthink things and to maybe, maybe try too hard to cover lots of different potential situations. Um, when we signed Ramsdale, I remember, because I wasn't here, I was away, and there was a lot of grief on Twitter. Because one of the guys I was talking to at the hotel where I was, was a Bournemouth supporter. And he said to me, you're signing a fantastic goalkeeper. I said, well, just looking at Arsenal fans on Twitter, I said, you wouldn't think so. He said, trust me, I saw him for a whole season. Yes, we got relegated, but we, we were going to get relegated anyway. He saved at least two or three certain goals every game um and i watched it with that kind of you know i watched him through the first season with that kind of thought in mind and he did he he did things that, that I, I wasn't aware he could do we all know the same from madison and things like that uh like you i didn't think he needed to be replaced um obviously matt turner needed first team football because it's uh you know he's going to be keeping goal for the usa in the next world cup and their hosts so he needs regular football um Raya seemed like a great opportunity to have a premiership-ready backup, um, but yeah, they're, they're, it's now complicated by this wanting the goalkeeper to play as this like left-left centre back and keep possession to the very last second, and he doesn't necessarily trust Ramsdale to do that without giving it away. And but Raya has got supposedly superior footwork who could dodge a tackle. And I'm just worried this is overthinking it a bit. I I get that he doesn't want, when the goalkeeper gets the ball, he doesn't want to just boot it upfield. We want to control how we pass the ball and progress it through the pitch. Um, But I think that this is about three games on the trot now where we've had very nervy situations. We've, We've definitely conceded a goal already tonight from it. Could have conceded another one, um, as same against City. So I, I'm I'm I don't know if he's now going to go back to the drawing board and rethink this, or if he's gonna dig in and say, no, no, we've got to go through these errors to get it right. Um I don't I don't understand it. Um it, it's unusual in obviously the top leagues to have two number one goalies. Uh, And you're right. I assumed like Ramsdale would maybe play in Europe and Raya in the league. But it doesn't look like it's going to be like that. So it's I think he's got a decision to make. I do not want Ramsdale to go because I think he's a fantastic character. And I think he gets the crowd going. And I think the team love him. Um, And Raya is possibly trying too hard. I don't know. it's, It's maybe he feels under pressure that isn't there. Or maybe he's not comfortable playing this way with having to hold on to the ball to the last moment. But, you know, I mean, Mudrick, I, I don't think it was attempting to chip Raya into the far corner. I think he was crossing no. for Sterling. Um, um mm. No, come on, Amanda. I'm not having this. That was. If
2: you you look at the way his body shape is, you look at the way his body shape is, and then you look at the way that he 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 literally digs the ball out. He wasn't looking. He didn't look up once at Raya's Raya's positioning. He flicks the ball out. It goes in, and then he's almost as shocked as everyone else. So he turns to the Chelsea fans and obviously giving it the big one. But no, I'm not having that. That was a that was a complete fluke.
1: I. I don't know because I looked at a different angle, maybe, and I just thought he actually meant that. A lot of people are on with you, Chris. But but, I mean, obviously, it's it's neither here nor there. He should have been positioned better. Um, We're now 2-0 down at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea are not even playing that well. We can't put a pass together. And now we're sitting there going, well, do you know what? Didn't expect this. I I just, they haven't even turned up for the second half. but I always felt, and I didn't think we'd win it, of course, but I always felt if we got a goal, we could get another one because they're not that good. You know, we're not playing City here or, say, Liverpool or on-form Spurs at the moment. They're not that good. So what we've got to do is calm down and try and put a pass together. And for me, the moment it changed when I started to feel more positive, and I was saying this to you off-air, Chris – was when Raya made the other mistake and then rectified it and got the ball off his legs and he threw the ball out. And for some reason at that second, I thought, he looks a bit confident, Raya, there. That's helped him. So he's made a mistake and he's made up for it. And then all of a sudden the team put a pass together and I was like, this is better. This is better. I don't know what what minute of the game that was, but this is better. But talk to me about these substitutions he keeps making that are making the difference.
2: Mm. I mean, I think it shows a level of maturity that Arteta has shown over the last few years, and certainly this season is getting them right. The substitutions against Man City all combined to score us the winning goal. Fantastic work done. Manager must be delighted. And then today, I think he got it absolutely spot on. I I'd be really interested to know if there's something wrong with party. maybe he got back late maybe he's still carrying a knock or something because if we dial back sorry said if we go back to the beginning of the game when we, when the team sheet was announced I saw Jorginho on the time on on the uh, on my timeline and I thought this doesn't feel like a game for Jorginho because Chelsea played their Chelsea's midfielders are High intensity, they mm. press, they cover a lot of ground. They will put the Arsenal players under pressure. Players who are brilliant under pressure, Declan Rice, Martin Erdegaard, because he can he can wiggle and then move his way out of it. But Thomas Partey as well. Thomas Partey is a line breaker. He's absolutely brilliant at splitting passes. And also he's all he's also really good with the ball at his feet and with people putting him under pressure. It felt to me like the perfect game for that. Jorginho is a good player who wants he wants multiple touches. He wants to keep the ball, he wants to have a few touches, he wants to see his periphery, he wants to scan, and he wants to play that pass. And it didn't feel like the right game for me. Um and Zinchenko as well, that move going back to the subs in your original question, that decision to take him off at half time was absolutely spot on because Zinchenko wasn't winning his duels. Raheem Sterling was very happy to go up against him. And as soon as Tommy Asu came on, I don't remember talking about or hearing about Raheem Sterling at all because Tommy Asu wins his duels now. Tommy Asu just in you, should,
1: just to back you up on something, Sinchenko, Mikel Arteta said, we had to take Alex off because he was on a yellow and they are attacking him big time and the rest as well. So really happy. I don't know what he means by that, but this is just some quotes. So mm. he obviously thought yellow card, we can't afford to go a man down. Mm.
2: Yeah, so that was the right call, but it was also the right call from a tactical perspective because as I was, I was saying the only thing about Tomiyasu is when he when he came on, he's essentially playing the Zinchenko role by moving into midfield, which he's a bit awkward with. But I thought Tomiyasu did really really well. I then thought actually Kai Havertz came on and was very good as well because suddenly we were going more direct and he was winning headers. Yeah, and and he contributed towards that first. The, for that first goal because the ball's put up to him. He's, t- he's taken a good touch. He's then, all right, um, or was it the second goal? I'm losing track now. But there was the certainly, uh, I mean, it was the second. second goal, yeah, in which he's had such a big impact but because he's knocked the ball out to Saka and then Saka swung it in for Trossard at the back post. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that his his decision-making for the subs was good, but I still think that his decision-making for the first 11 was questionable unless something's happened to
1: Party. Okay, so Emerson said Arteta got the subs right, and Party got back late and had a light training session yesterday. Well, yeah, Emerson, that... Emerson will know these sort of things. So, and I think that's the reason because obviously he's going to play Party. He'll probably play in Seville, won't he? Mm. Um, got an easy game on Tuesday night in Seville. Um, so Merv, we're two 0 yeah. down. Um, he's made some subs, and then all of a sudden. The hero of the day. Du- I bloody love Declan bloody rice, honestly. Yeah. I, I can't rave about him every single pod. Um, Chelsea can't stand him, obviously, being ex-West Ham as well. Got booed a lot. Got his He, he got stuck in quite a bit um, second mm. half as well, which was brilliant. And then their goalie did a rare. And as I said, they didn't play that well. And he takes a shot. Thank God he didn't think about it and he just hit it. Because too many times I feel, Merv, Mm -hmm. that players think too much. Like Jesus does this. He'll bring a ball down. He should have hit it first time.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, no, no,
3: I agree. I agree. Rice is a fantastic signing. It just, just is, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I think on the pod I was on in the summer, I said, you know, it, it's without doubt that's the player we must sign. Uh, to really anchor the midfield, to drive forward. He's next England captain. He's he's kind of, you know, it, it's, I'm not going to say like Tony Adams because one's a midfielder, one's a defender, but he's somebody that the whole team can look to and be built around over the next five, seven years. If in the modern game, you can keep a great player for five to seven years. Um, and yeah, he was just instinctive. It was instinctive. Um but it, it's the he's the kind of player that will make a difference and will help change the course of games. I think, and he's got he's got that in his locker. I mean, he did it obviously against United. Yeah. Um, he never gives up, uh, and he's always he's always. I won't say willing to get stuck in because that makes it look like he's, he's a kind of an old fashioned destroyer. But he's, he's 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 in the action. He looks for the action and he looks to influence the game. And that's what we were missing probably last season. That's what we were really missed in that running. Uh, once we had a couple of injuries is somebody who could really grab hold of the game and influence it. Um and I think he can do that. And I think he is almost like the the kind of, I'm sure he's being trained to be or groomed to be, uh, the 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 Mikel Arteta on the pitch, who's probably the person who will say, you know, just the odd little word here and there. Look, we've got to do this more. We've got to do that more. Um, and no, I, th- I think it's great. I think we're very lucky to have him. I hope we can keep him. Um, and yeah, I mean, he he changed the course of the game.
2: Uh, can I just jump in quickly, Amanda? Just, um, and this is uh, thanks to Carl, who works his magic in the background, just uh, sending us some stuff from Statman Dave. Declan Rice's game, 88% pass accuracy, uh, five out of eight long balls completed, four ground duels won, three tackles won, one key pass and one goal. That is a game-changing footballer, and that's a yeah. £100 million well spent.
1: Absolutely. And also, I'm going to read something else that Carl has sent me. Arteta on fans cha- chanting Ramsdale's name. Great. I love him. And I will sing as well for him every day. He's someone that has this charisma and personality and he's very loved by the team. See how he swerves round. He's talking about the wonderful player, but he's not saying about... And, of course, he wouldn't. Um, and, and also, so the goal goes in, Mervyn, Chris, and I'm sitting there going, I'll take two all now. I don't care about the win. I just take to all, please, God, just score another goal and you can blow the final whistle because we do not deserve anything. (laughs) We just don't. I don't get what anyone says. We do not. Um, And then I thought to myself at 2-1, there's only one more team that's going to, there's only the next team to score is going to be us. They look shell-shocked. Their fans went quiet. They weren't that loud anyway, but obviously after 2-0, they were a bit. They don't even believe in their team. And we made more substitutions. Who else did come on? I got so we had Smith Row. Um, let's talk about Erdegaard, actually.
2: Smith Row for Jorginho. Uh, um, Erdogan came off, I think. Habert came on and Ketia yeah. came on. Um, so the front three all got replaced. Um, and then Smith Row for Jorginho uh, as well.
1: I I'm disappointed in Erdegaard at the moment. Now, I said this to Carl, and you know how much we adore him. Um, I'm just disappointed for him. Don't feel he's been playing exactly how we've been seeing him play. Um, and Carl was saying he feels that's down to party missing. Do you agree with that? Or do you just feel it's just a little bit of a moment for him?
2: No, I just... Uh, there are games where the match matches seem to pass Erdegaard by. It doesn't... He never... He doesn't seem to deliver six sevens out of tens. He's almost eight, nine, or four or five out yeah. of tens. But what I will say, and this is why I love him, is that he delivers a hell of a lot more eight or nines than he does fours or fives. And I feel like it normally tends to happen at, away from home a bit. So I don't know if that's something for us to keep an eye on. But yeah, Erdegaard. you know, like I say, you know I love him. And uh, I will have to admit that today he wasn't, he wasn't at the races. And... Yeah, I just think when he's not connecting with Saka, I don't think Saka was that great either, to be honest with him. I mean, he still cropped up with a good cross and got another assist, end product merchant, Bukayo Saka. But I think a lot of them, Saka, did he look fit? I wasn't sure. Erdegaard, not really at the races. Didn't think this was a game for Jorginho. David Raya was poor. Um, William Saliba and Gabriel looked shaky in that first half. You know, Zinchenko hooked at half time. But the subs that came on, brilliant job. Trossard, brilliant. Tomiyasu, brilliant. Um, Havertz, really, really good. Very, very happy with the the chain the way in which Arteta was able to impact the game through the bench
1: which is something we've not been used to over the years, I will say. But I just want to talk about this point from Avon. Martin is having to pick up the ball from deep too often for my liking. I'd rather see him in withdrawn nine at times. The further up the pitch he is, the better I think he gets. So, Merv, just adding on to what Chris Mm. said there, do you agree with what Avon said?
3: Um, I, I can see it. Um, I think that he he is the attacking drive, um, and I think he's the player that that everything goes through. And I think that he he probably is coming in some games deeper uh, to collect the ball. Now that might be because Declan Rice is 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 moving further forward. I think that that will be solved by probably Thomas Party coming back in. Uh, I think w- we all probably thought party, Rice, Erdegaard uh, was the midfield um, when we signed Rice um, so maybe we're building up to that, you know, because obviously there's been an injury, international breaks and stuff but he is, there are games, as, as Chris said, and towards the end of last season, as we noticed it where he, he's kind of not necessarily getting heavily involved um it game seems to pass him by a bit um and it's possibly in some respects it's not as noticeable whereas you see last season we would have uh, probably struggled to come back but you know from yeah. from, from two down but with rice there it, it's we've got another midfield driver who can keep pushing and i think tommy asu obviously was important to come on because we, we, uh, you know, as we've said, Zinchenko was having a difficult game. Um, so I think that, yeah, you know, that that's what he does. And I think he does drift in and out sometimes. Um, and all I can say is, whenever I, I drop him from my fantasy football team, he's, he goes on a scoring run. So it's kind of <laughs> get him out of that, possibly. I've got to say one thing to Phil Macker, who's asked why I keep saying. Um, if we hold on to rice I I, I, I have no reason to think Declan Rice will go. <laughs> He's only just joined us.
1: It's, it's just and I
3: can say this with Amanda. It's going back from a history from from Charlie George and Ray Kennedy through Liam Brady to even players like Thierry Omri and, yeah. and stuff It's just that, that uh, we, we have a habit of our star players somehow being picked off. Uh, now sometimes it's because we can't maintain the consistency and I, I genuinely believe we are entering a period of five to seven years of, of challenging every year I, I, I hope I'm not putting <laughs> a damper on it but no I believe we are um, but obviously you know the, the, the better we do the more players like Declan Rice and Pakai Saka are going to be looked at by teams like Real Madrid and stuff and and who knows? Who knows? You know, but in five years' time, we might all be playing in the Saudi Arabian-backed global Premier League of football or something. Uh, but no, but
1: I understand that, that yeah. from Phil's young, Merv. Yeah. We're not yeah. young. So we've been there when all yeah. the players, like remember Frank Stapleton left and yeah. all these players, we were heartbroken. I mean, I was heartbroken when an, an Elka left. So it's sort of once bitten, twice shy young Phil. Yeah. That's why Merv is saying that. Yes. Um, okay, so... It's 2-1. <laughs> I'm going to Carl. I'd bring on Trossard. Carl's going, this isn't a game for Trossard. Then I said, I'd take Saka off because I didn't think Saka was doing it. And I, I mean, obviously, I uh, adore Saka. But yeah, he, pull, he puts a ball into Trossard that was so sublime, Chris, that you can never take that boy off. You just can't take Saker off. Even if he's not, you know, having a, a nine out of 10 game, he's having a six or a seven. You know, mm-hmm. as you said, that end product.
2: He was absolutely brilliant, but again, I go back to in the build-up, there's a ball up, it's uh, Havertz wins it, he, take, he touches it to Saka, and then Saka putting it in the back post. Really, really good movement from Trossard as well, and it's something that Martinelli wasn't doing as much, so Martinelli was sticking a lot wider, he was hugging the touchline, he had white. He had the old white chalk on his boots, because he was trying to hug the touchline, because that's how we play, whereas Trossard likes to be a bit more inverted, and so it was a more natural sort of run to the back post that we didn't see a lot of, on, although that may have been because Saka wasn't getting into those positions to put the ball in like that. But yeah, uh, as soon as he's darted in the back post and he's got that touch, you know, absolutely brilliant. And that is just, I think we talked about it just before we went live. Um, Troy Deeney talked about Arsenal players and Cajones uh, a number of years ago, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't dismiss the character of this team in that to bring that back to two-two because that was not a good Arsenal performance for three quarters of it, but for the last quarter they stepped up. I think goals change. I mean, it's boring cliche, but goals change narratives and and d- dynamics of football matches. And as soon as Declan Rice bagged that goal. That, that changed everything. The, the impetus was with us. And I thought we were absolutely brilliant um, in that last sort of 10, 15 minutes. And we are becoming quite good at scoring late goals last season and this season. And it's a very, very good trait to have. Um, I want to get your you guys' thoughts on it as well. But after, actually, if you guys talk about the goal first, because then if we can touch on... Because I've seen a couple of questions about were Chelsea any good? And you look at some of the stats. I'm looking at them just on my second screen here. And if you look if you look at some of those stats, we actually, it looks like we've actually outplayed them. Slightly. Well, I, told,
1: I said it all along. I didn't think they were very good. I just thought we weren't very good. So for me, the goal, I mean, I went into shock. <laughs> I just went uh, from 10 minutes before thinking we're going to have the most miserable podcast. It's just going to be awful in half an hour time. And the fact that we've, you know, all right, we're not going to be invincibles, I assume, but it's just nice to keep that bit going. But, but Chris, this is this is the new age arsenal of coming back from an absolute dire. I I feel like we didn't deserve anything. I really do. And maybe looking in it now, maybe a draw was a fair result overall. But I really couldn't fight that corner quite hard. Can I-
2: can I give you some of the stats and then we'll let Merv jump in. So Arsenal's yeah. possession was 56.8 to Chelsea's 43.2. So we had more of the ball. Total shots, Chelsea created 11. We created 13. Uh, they had more on target, five to three. Yeah. We had more off target. Um our passing was better than them. We created one clear-cut chance. They had none. We had more corners. Uh, they had more offsides. They, they actually won more tackles. And normally, when you see teams winning so many tackles, it's normally because they're the ones that are defending. I think probably, if you looked at the stats on 75 minutes, it probably said a lot different because I think we just took control of the game in the last 15 minutes. Uh, and yeah. uh, Merv, I'll bring you in because I'm, I'm going into waffle mode. But as Phil just said, sure. we made them look good.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Uh, the, 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 it was interesting because Sky keep putting the stats up at different times in the game. And you could see at one point, Chelsea's stats did look a lot better than ours. But when they were showing the stats in the last 15 minutes or so, uh, ours were far superior. Um And I think that the, we probably did. But I think, you know, Chelsea, I don't want to give them too much uh, latitude here. But, you know, they're a team who obviously have had a couple of, Difficult seasons, uh, a lot of instability. Um, And they've got a manager who, you know, we know is probably a good manager um, and it's probably taken him, you know, nine, 10 games to actually instill into them how he wants them to play. And I think we were probably the first game this season, certainly for the first hour they were they were actually playing the way their manager probably wants them to play pressing us not giving us any time you know moving the ball quickly upfield when they won it and and that you know we we probably weren't expecting that gradually as as we 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 got ourselves back into the game and certainly the from, from the first goal if anybody was going to win that game it was going to be us and that's how I felt that that, that I, I, I was not, I was obviously delighted when Trussard scored, but I wasn't shocked because I was expecting an equaliser at that point. At some stage, I didn't know it would come then, but I didn't think once we got the first goal, I didn't think we would lose the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, their stats were probably better than ours after an hour, but then we really got a foothold in the game. The subs made a big difference. I noticed a, a comment coming up about, um, why bringing on smith Rowe uh, at that point which which was an interesting one because i wasn't expecting him to come on at that point um i realized with eddie yeah gabriel jesus wasn't getting much um Change and we needed somebody who was going to be a runner to stretch the defence. So I could see that. Although Smith roll put in a fairly solid performance, it, again it was interesting that it wasn't party uh, with Erdegaard maybe being pushed higher up, or, or um, I don't know if there's something behind the scenes that that, that there's a reason why um, he's maybe not playing certain players or giving others chances to try and change the shape shape of the game. But I definitely think once we we got right. Ru- ru- Once Rice scored, it it was all us. And as as you say, the stats in our favour were very much that last 15, 20 minutes.
1: But Merv, did we ever have stats in the 80s? I just go on what I think I see. So I don't really take much notice of possession in this. We didn't play very well for 75 minutes, regardless of the other team. I don't think Chelsea, Chelsea played brilliant, but they were a tiny bit better than us. I don't look at possession and all these goals, things, and everything. I just go and go. Yeah, we didn't turn up. We we couldn't string a pass together. I don't just because I'm old. But um, well, well,
3: well, if any of the guys I've been going with for most of my adult life are listening, they'll know that even 25 years ago, I was the one saying that's the third time this season that that, that we've had five shots against this <laughs> and that. And it's like, how do you know that? Well, I just I, I don't You're know. The I stat remember. Yeah. So it's kind of, I love the stats because they can tell a story and obviously you can, you can, you can get them to tell the story you want them to tell. Um, But I think, I mean, it's noticeable, as Chris said, that obviously the improvement in the last 20 minutes or so showed that if that game went on another five to 10 minutes, we would have won it.
1: I do believe that. I do mm. believe that but I uh, was sitting there praying that he'd just blow the whistle and we we just get a point from a game that we I don't feel we deserve to get a point from however should we go to Chris uh, Christians <laughs> Chris should we go to questions
2: yeah let's go to some questions so Lynn Simpson can be first up um First decision, I think we should have uh, had a penalty because it deflected off of a Chelsea player. Yeah, this is an interesting one we didn't talk on. Um, when the Arsenal uh when Sanchez clattered into Gabriel Jesus, I think it was, and he mm. went I down. I called it a penalty.
1: Yeah, thought it was a
2: penalty, but no one's no one said this either. In the slow in the replay, I feel like I'm the only person that seems to have seen this. Thiago Silva has got a big chunk of Tommy Asu's shirt. No, I mm. haven't seen it. Watch it again and the replays mm. tonight or something. But I watched that and thought, you know goalkeeper clattering into them sometimes they're given sometimes they're not most of the time they're not but shirt pulling inside the box surely mm-hmm. they can be saying in, in having a word in the ref's ear and saying he's
3: actually uh he's tugged his shirt there in the box that's a pen anyway. there was one there was there was a point i made actually that tiago obviously escaped a yellow card when we don't know why uh he then went on i think he got his yellow card for uh, a block uh, on uh, jesus yeah. Which obviously, had he had the first yellow card, he mm. he either wouldn't have been able to do, or would have seen a second. Yellow. Should
1: have got a red, yellow, only yeah, a yellow for that. We would have got a red, mm. so I guarantee. We would have got a red. Mm. Any more yeah. questions, young Christopher?
3: Yes, uh,
2: one for you, um, one for you, Amanda, um, from your beloved um, Benny Blanco's hair. Is it a hit or a miss?
1: Oh, it's a miss. Because yeah. I'll tell you why it's a miss. Because every minute when Trossard was on, I thought it was Trossard running up and down the wing. I can't work out who it is. And then you've got the blondies with Odegaard and Emil Smith-Rowe. And when you get to my age and you've got glasses on and you're going, I kept going, that's Trossard. And he went, it's Ben White. I went, it's Trossard. It's
2: <laughs> so, like
1: listen, I love that Ben White is totally not into football. He's just not. He's just a very, very good player. That is his job. He, and if you watched him yesterday in all his Instagram and the fact that he's dressing like Hector, he is our Hector Bellerin. That's what I said. Good luck to him, but not for me. I want Maybe him to change right it back.
2: Thing. Maybe it's a right back thing. Merv, Emerson, Alan, Cozier. do you think that Nketiah should have done better with his half chance? That was right at the end, 2-2, two, two, and then he just sort of swung his leg at it. What do you reckon?
3: Um, yes, obviously, because I wanted to win the game. Um But probably, um, had it been 2 1, then, uh, and finished 2 1, um, that's what we would have been talking about most of the time. Uh, But I think the fact that we'd got back to the 2 2 and were relieved, it probably, uh, I think he should have done better. But I think it's kind of, it, it hasn't been a big point because we came back to 2 2. As I said, if it was 2 1 at that point, and we'd lost then I think that would have been a major point point. and I, I've oh. noticed something flash up before I say anything that apparently Declan Rice has said that David Beckham was his inspiration for that goal oh
1: um, wow I, I,
3: I don't know how <laughs> or why but but it
1: wasn't as it good as David Beckham flashed Beckham's up goal, on my screen yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, i'm just i just want to say that i i'm with phil i thought Eddie did fab with that chance i just thought he was unlucky if i'm honest mm. I thought it was quite an awkward position he was in um yeah at least i went for with it.
2: it yeah i agree with you and and do you know what so the ball goes over the top and uh Enquetia is behind uh, tiago silva on the on the chase and because of his pace and because tiago silva's like 400 years old um he gets to it and He's he's that far wide that the best he can do is just swing a leg at it. So it's not like he was through and he had control of the ball. It was a swing a leg at it and have a hope for it. But that was, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm going to answer this next one and then I want to get you guys as well because I've got some thoughts on this. Uh, What went wrong in the first 70 minutes today? Tactical or players not performing or something else? So I'm going to talk about the tactical thing because I think interesting comments in the in the comments about party and Odegaard liking to play in, in between the lines and perhaps that could have made a difference but i also think that chelsea and i think rice might have said it afterwards as well chelsea actually what happened is they went 1-0 up early and then they effectively uh, decided to compact the game so they they were essentially Doing, Gary Neville said it in commentary, like the banks of four, and they just tightened and squeezed the middle of the pitch, and we had absolutely nowhere to go through the middle of the pitch. Um, and I don't think our wide players were getting on the ball enough, and we weren't getting the ball quickly to them quickly enough. And I think that had an impact from a tactical point of view. Uh, what do you think on that? In terms of the way that Chelsea played, because I don't think Chelsea are great, as you said, Amanda. But when you, I don't know if you, when you say that, you're talking about attacking wise, they weren't really great. But in terms of defensively, apart from in the last 15 minutes, they were quite, they did shut us out quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, their game plan must have been just to catch us on the break because they played very long. They were just blocking everything. And to be fair to them, they've not been playing well. So when you've got a team that's like joint top of the league coming to you, Pochettino's no Mug, is he? I mean, he is a good manager, whether we like him or not. He, I think he is a good manager. And he knows Arteta well. They're very good friends as well. He's obviously studied the Arsenal quite a bit. And that's what you're got, you've got to do to us. You've got to stop us playing. And I get that. But Chris, we didn't play well anyway. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't a tactical thing. I just think. As you know, like you said with Erdegaard, when he doesn't get a six out of ten, he'll get a nine or a four. I feel like that with the team sometimes. Mm. We're either absolutely terrible, or we're 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 so good that we're just going to keep going and going. The reason we got that the the draw is because of squad debt squad depth. So that's something we have really improved on in the last few years. That you can go right. Do you know what? This isn't working. Right? Who we got? Oh, we got Emil Smith. we got Trossard. Tommy Asu, Tommy Asu has to play in that team. I absolutely love Tommy. Um, And you're sitting there and you're going, lovely, who's coming on? Havertz, I have no issue with Havertz, Um, you know. And I think it's going to be, it was so detrimental to us that we used to look at our bench years ago and go, well, who's going to change it, you know. Mm. But Merv, I'll let you answer if you think it was bad tactics or the fact that Chelsea did a job on us.
3: Um, Chelsea did a job on us, uh, and I'm not saying that because you know I'm an Arsenal fan, and therefore I can't admit when we play badly. Um, we weren't quite at it, I think, for a, a part of the first half. Definitely, we were caught. We were caught by surprise, um, and I think that the 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 had had that penalty not been given, and it would have been nil nil into the kind of late first half. Things might have been a bit different, but I don't think. I think. I think. Arteta's game plan was probably to to just kill the game, hold it, and then probably the last twenty minutes, half hour, get some attacking subs on, like Trossard, mm-hmm. and go and win the game. Um, and just but just control the game. And of course, conceding early meant that the, the, that went out the window. Um, and so I think that it didn't quite go according to game plan for us. Uh, But I never, I mean, even at 2-0 down, 10 minutes into the second half, I I personally, and I know it's because I'm an Arsenal fan, I I, I, I still felt that we could get something out of the game because Chelsea weren't ripping us apart. You know, if it was City or Liverpool on their day at Anfield or something and we're two down already, you know it's going to be a Herculean effort to get something out of it. But I always felt we could. All we needed was one. We just needed to get one and to build as a platform to build some momentum on, um, which is kind of what happened. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't think it was tactics. I think Pochettino would set them up to play a certain way, uh, which kind of stifled us a bit. And I think, you know, again, post-international break, I don't know how much training some of the players have had since they've come back. Um, you know, I don't know how on top of fitness they are. And maybe, I don't know, I'm throwing this in there, people are talking obviously in the comments about should it be Ramsdale, should it be Raya, I wonder what Ben White and William Saliba and Gabs think, I wonder who they think should be in goal behind them, Um, it would be Um, interesting interesting to know.
2: Yeah, really interesting. Uh, we'll do a couple more questions before we close. Before we do that, this podcast, and if you're watching it live stream, is sponsored by Ruth Beck art And Ruth is, I know, uh I don't know about you guys, but I've started to see, and it, it I roll my eyes when I start to see the Christmas things going into Sainsbury supermarkets. However, if it's Arsenal related, I don't mind it. So I'm just showing on screen a couple of uh, the things that Ruth's got uh, so that you can buy on her shop. So I would have a look at it because if you She's also got
1: all the her, Christmas stuff, Chris, but she's also got loads. Of Arsenal prints as well. So yeah. it honestly listen to what Chris is saying. She's our fantastic sponsor. And I was just about to get to it. You must have read my mind because she's on my list. We are um, on the same wavelength.
2: Do you want to do two more questions own, we
1: go. Yes, but she's got her own Etsy shop as well. Go and support her because she's a massive Arsenal fan. She's a fantastic artist. And go and buy her Christmas cards. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, do a couple more questions, then we've got a couple of other bits to do.
2: Okay, so uh, a really super uh, quick one. Uh, rating of the ref, because let's not go into the detail on that. Amanda, give him a rating out of 10.
3: Four. Merv? Five.
2: <laughs> at best. At best, yeah. It wasn't a great performance today. Um, Rare or Ramsdale for the next uh, game. Quick fire one.
3: Merv? Uh, personally, uh, R- Rambo. man uh,
1: I'd... I'm oh, sorry, go on,
3: No, 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 no. I mean, because the next game's Sevilla, I was thinking of um, Sheffield United. Uh, home. Yeah, because uh, I thought it would be a good one to bring uh, him back for because he was there. But the next game's Sevilla. But I would say Ramsdale, although that I don't know what that does to, to Raya.
1: So I'd play Raya because it's going to ruin his confidence if he gets dropped. And if he is going to be number one, we have to stick with him. He's not a terrible goalkeeper. No, He's no. just looking shaky at some points. And you can't just drop him, Merv, because if you do that, he, he he it'll ruin his confidence. So mm. I'd stick with Raya, but I would stick with Raya for Sevilla and Sheffield United, then bring Rambo back for whoever's next.
2: See, I would do. I would go. I would go. Uh, I'd happily say Raya against uh, Sevilla, but then I would bring Ramsdale in. Um, what I, I mean, we talked about this just before the international break. What I would have done, but I guess uh, Ramsdale's had a kid, so we we never know if this would have happened. Is the international bre- break was a good book bookend, marks so maybe say right Ramsdale, I'm going to give you a block of games
3: now, but whether that happens, I don't know. And um, oh, well, yeah, yeah a, a quick, quick, quick we not I just point out, of course, the game after Sheffield United is Brentford in the Carabao, which Raya won't be able to play in. Yeah. So Ramsdale, oh, we'll be and then back course, we then, then we? we go to Newcastle. So oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Um, I think that's pretty much it. One more quick one: uh, Would you play um, Tommy Asu at left back against Sevilla instead of Zinchenko?
1: Yes. Merv?
3: Uh Possibly not, because of Zinchenko's greater European uh, competition experience. Yeah, I'd probably stick with Zinchenko, to be honest with
2: you. But the next big game, if we're going to come up against uh, a really tricky, nippy winger that's going to be isolated against Zinchenko, Tommy Asu for the duels. Mm. Amanda, take us home.
1: I want a couple of bits. Um, first of all, we need your Sevilla um, predictions. So, Christopher, what do you think? And Merv, and then obviously Sheffield United.
2: Uh,
1: I think we're going to draw 1-1 against Sevilla, and then I right. think we'll beat
3: Sheffield United 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Merv? Um, I'm going to say 1-1 Sevilla as well. Uh, I'm going to say 3-0 Sheffield United.
1: Okay. Unfortunately, I think we're going to lose on Tuesday night, and I'm going 0-1, but I think we will beat Sheffield United 1-0 on- Uh, Saturday, and we'll get cookies in the week and I'll put it in my book. Also in my book is just a quick question. Apparently Arteta got a yellow after the game. Does anyone know about this? Do you know why he got a yellow? No. No, maybe he's had a go at the ref. Um, I'm just going to quickly put a few predictions up and then obviously we need to finish with the fact of the passing of Sir Bobby Charlton. Legend is often given out very, very freely lately um, over the years. But Sir Bobby Charlton was an absolute legend of the game and unfortunately passed away. I think he was 86. Merv, yeah. do you remember him back in the 70s playing?
3: I do. I do. And I, I, remember, I remember sitting in front of the first ever experience of colour TV, watching England win the World Cup as a little kid.
1: I, was, I wasn't I was born then, but my dad used to talk about Sir Bobby Charlton a lot. And I think he's just, he is just Mr United, isn't he? He's just Mr Football. So condolences to his family. May he rest in peace. And obviously, um, massive legend. Um, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight, um, especially everyone on audio. Thank you so much. There's so many more of you listening now. Um, we're very pleased that you're joining us. Please subscribe please rate us as well. It does mean a lot to us. Um, I'm assuming Cookie will be back Monday evening to do a preview show against Sevilla. Um, you really need to subscribe because Cookie's doing lots of preview shows where you can get involved as well. And James is joining him a lot. Um, we're going to be back. I'd probably next sunday because we'll all be at the game next saturday so thank you all for joining us in the chat room merv it's been an absolute pleasure to finally be on a podcast with you
3: yeah thank you for having me
1: absolutely you are welcome back anytime honestly you are thank you so all that's left to say is chris and merv it's always arsenal it's always arsenal Good night, everyone. Let me just go and find the music. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I wasn't ready then. Um, Thanks, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Good night from everyone at the Same Old Arsenal Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.